Hello, all my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the marvel of my ordinary life. And oh my gosh, this week did not feel ordinary at all. About two weeks ago, Meg, my big old fat chicken, decided to sit on her nest and not get off. She sat on everybody's eggs, not just hers, everybody's, none of which had babies in them. They were all what we call scrambled. When a hen sits on a nest and doesn't get up, it's called being broody. Well, she was very broody. She thought for sure she was going to hatch out something. So last time she did this, it was super easy to sneak babies under her. She totally thought they were hers. She was all calm. The babies were one day old. Everything worked out great. Yeah. So Barbara's great idea. I always wanted a couple more bantams, the really small chicks. They're about half the size of the big girls. So I think, where am I going to get them this time of year? I start looking on the internet. Sure enough, you can order them in the mail. That is right. You can order chickens in the mail. So the place is called My Pet Chicken. I get online and I order two. Well, you can't order two. If you're going to order bantams, you have to order six. I cannot have six more chickens. That's like doubling the size of my coop. Well, I wonder if anybody on my Facebook group, a chicken Facebook group, I wonder if anybody wants to share a delivery. Like, I'll get some, they'll get some, we'll all be happy. So I find this lady named Judy, and Judy said, I've been wanting to get some more chicks, and my hen is broody also. Together we place an order. She's going to get three big girls, and I'm going to get two little girls. That is how you can order five, not six, if you get big and little together. They're shipping these little babies all the way from Ohio. I have no idea what it looks like when they're shipping them. I just know they do. They need to have a lot of babies in the box so they keep each other warm, you all. Normally, if you have them under a brooder light, I think they're supposed to be at 90 degrees or something. And here they are in a box. It's a little weird. Like, (laughs) they hatch them out. They pop them in a box. They put them in express mail and they go on an airplane to, in our case, to Lafayette and you hope for the best. It's a little sketchy or scary. It says on the website, do not open the box when you get it in front of children. What the heck is that about? Well, that's in case some of them are dead. So I had this horrible vision of opening a box and they're all laying there beat up from bouncing around the box. But the order had been placed, so what you gonna do? Of course, I start counting days. They're supposed to be born on Monday. They put them in the box. I for sure will get them Tuesday. Tuesday comes... Tuesday goes. I've called the post office. I've visited the post office. You know, I thought, okay, just in case. Well, then I found out I visited the wrong post office. My post office, the one that's close to my house, is for the city of Moraga. The post office the chicks were going to go to was in Lafayette. So then, of course, I had a panic attack. I thought, oh my gosh, they're probably sitting in Lafayette. No, they were not. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. He's like, nope, we have no peeping boxes today. Call back tomorrow. Did you get a tracking number? Yes, I do have a tracking number and it says they've been shipped and they should be there today. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, but they're not. So I go to bed, charged my phone, kept it next to the bed just in case. A text comes in at four in the morning saying, 
the babies are here. I'm like, four in the morning. Another text came in at 610 going, they're here. Come and get them. I'm like, well, I can't come get them. It's like it's four o'clock, then six o'clock. I cannot come get them. The post office doesn't even open till 830. I was going to call at 830, but at 710, I get a call from the post office saying, we have a box that's peeping. It's waiting for you. Come and get it. And I said, oh, but you don't open till 830. He said, it's okay. We want, you know, we want you to come and get these chicks. Basically, I think they're, they're saying, don't let these things die on our watch. I got in the car and I was like, okay, make sure you have everything. Make sure you bring water. It says to bring a little sugar water in case they're really thirsty. What you think, first they were on the plane and then they were on whatever, a truck. This is the third day. You think they're going to be thirsty? Probably. I get water. I bundled up some fresh eggs to give to the post office guy that called me. But then I get in the car and I'm so excited to get going. And there's so much traffic. No, get out of my way. My babies are waiting. Please, please get out of the way. So I'm driving and driving. Stop, go, stop, go. Honk, honk. It usually would take me eight minutes. It probably took me 20 minutes to get to the post office. Then I get there and it's not actually open yet. So I'm kind of wandering around the back dock area. And I see a door open and of course it says employees only, but whatever. So I just walk in and I kind of make motions like a chicken, put my arms out to the side and I made chicken motions and I pointed to myself and then to my ear. And you know what? This lady totally got it. She she looks at me and does the chicken thing back and the thumbs up like, yep, I've got them. And so she goes and gets her gets this box of chickens. And I put it on YouTube so you can see the size of the box. It's smaller than a shoebox. It's super heavy cardboard, like super heavy. And it has all these air holes all the way around it. It says, open it at the post office and give it water. So I got in the car. This thing is connected by the biggest staples. I am not even kidding you. They were so hard to get out. So I'm like trying to rip this box open. And the whole time the big Babies are like, beep, 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 let us out of here, beep, beep, beep. So I'm ripping and ripping. At least I know that some of them are alive because they're sure noisy enough. So finally I rip the box open and they're all five alive. I am so happy. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. They're all looking at me like, mama, are you the mama? I, I was like, oh no. I am not your mama, but I have water. Well, the little yellow one, she runs over and is like, slurp, slurp, slurp. She got it right away. She's like, this wet stuff is amazing. And the other ones are like, what's that? Like, they have no idea. You have to dip their faces in it. And they were just too, no, we're not ready for the water yet. Put them back in the box, closed up the box, got back in the car. More traffic getting home because same thing, school. And there was construction, so three schools worth of traffic were all on my road. So it took me forever to get back home. I'm so anxious because when we got back to the house, I had a brooder set up in my studio. I have a box with some straw. I have water. I have chick mash. And I have this cool thing, you all. The old school way was like you clamp this big old light to the side of a box or whatever. You clamp a light onto it, only it's a really hot, hot, hot light. And a lot of times people were catching things on fire. So no more light. We are not doing the light. I do not want to burn my house down. So they have this awesome thing. It's a plate. Well, not a plate. That sounds like something you'd break. It's a flat 
piece of plastic with legs and super cool. You can twist the legs so they get shorter or taller, depending on the size of your chicken, which is such a great idea because like my chickens were teeny weeny and the other chickens were quite large. You can make the back legs short and the front legs tall. That way, if you're a teeny weeny chicken like the bantams I had, you can skedaddle to the back and you can stay toasty warm. But if you're a big chicken, you can stay closer to the front and stay warm also. So got home, plopped them into this box, and they were so tired. Please spare me. We're exhausted. I dipped their beaks. Some of them started drinking a little bit, and some didn't. And honestly, panel thing that they went under their heat their heat panel. I was not a fan at first. I thought that thing is never going to keep them warm enough, but it does. They immediately all went under it, not a peep, not even one little peep out of them. It was just silent. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, they've all gone under and they're like dead. They're not dead. They're sleeping. And of course, when I stick my hand under to see if they're dead, they're like, why are you doing that? Stop that. We're trying to sleep here. So, you know, they're just little teeny weeny babies. They sleep. Everything's great. I texted the woman, Judy, who was going to come and get her three back at Over the Moon Little Farm. I've got Meg out there with her very serious face on. What I did last time was I hold a chick in one hand, I reach underneath her, remove an egg, and replace it with a live chick. Look, you instantly have a baby. It's a miracle. So that's what I was going to do this time. She is out there very seriously sitting, and I come up with a peeping box. All the hens are like, what you got? What you got? Hey, hey, what you got in that box? We hear it peeping. Can we have a little look? Can we look closer? I'm like, no, no, get out of here. If a hen is not sitting on a nest and taking it all seriously and trying to hatch the babies, if she's not in that mindset, she will absolutely hurt the baby. I have Meg in a little tiny dog carrier inside a little tiny barn. And I've got the door closed so that big girls can't get to her. She's in there doing her serious face. And I get the babies and I do the reach in, take out one, reach back in and leave one. Her face goes, hey, what was that? And then I quick did it again with the other chip. Last time it was so easy. Oh, this is sweet and lovely and it's all rainbows and unicorns. She got this glazed look on her face last time. This time she was like, what is that? No, what are you doing? And then she thought, oh, these are babies. Great. Except the babies were not one day old. They are three days old. Day one and day two of a baby chick's life, it doesn't need anything just to be warm. It sits under its mama and doesn't need anything because it has the nourishment from the egg in it still. At day three, that's the day they're like, hey, let's go exploring. Let's go get food and water and this is going to be a great day. Yeah. No, no great day. The little yellow chicken, of which we call Gladys, Gladys makes a run for it out from under her. Oh, no, 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 she says. She gets up and she stomps after 
her. She stumps across that little barn, grabs it, starts pecking at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's trying to kill it. So I reached in and grabbed Gladys away from her, and she stomp, 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 and went back into her little carrier where her nest was. Francis, the other little chick, was like, oh, that looked like a bad idea. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm a good little chicken mom. I'm going to sit right here. Do not peck me on the head. So she sat down. I held Gladys and petted her and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. But then you all, I had to put her back under, which I felt like such a traitor. She's looking at me like, why you put me back under that monster. They don't know it's a chicken. They were born in some massive incubator with about a bajillion chickens. They were immediately stuffed in a box with straw and some other strange chickens and shipped to me. So they don't even know what a grown-up chicken looks like. Why are you bringing me back to the monster? And of course, yes, Meg did peck her again, but she was just trying to say, listen, you little rascal, get your booty under me. I am trying to keep you warm because Meg thinks she's a day old. There was a bit of drama, a lot of drama over getting Gladys to get back under there. She was just running all over the place. And then she kept running over to me like, are you my mama? Mama, mama, pick me up. She even ran up the sleeve of my sweater. Like, oh, you're so cute, but I'm not your mama. The first day was so much drama, so much mama drama. She was just not going to have it. And I told her, I said, listen, Meg, you either have to take all the chicks or you get none of the chicks. I cannot have you have one chick out here and I have one chick in the house because they're both going to be lonely. My husband, Daniel, came out with me and I sat there for hours. I put Gladys back under her. She ran back out. I put her back under again and again and again until May got really tough with her. She pecked and pecked and pecked her. And I've never seen a chicken do this. So you know all how a dog picks up a puppy and a cat picks up a kitten by grabbing it by the scruff of its neck? Well, guess what? A chicken opens its beak and puts the entire baby chick's head in its mouth and just sort of drags it along. I was like, oh my God, stop. This is horrifying. I didn't interfere because at this point she could have just really hurt the baby chick, but she was not going to. Meg was like, nope, I'm just telling this sassy little one, you do not sass your mama. So she she pecked it and dragged it. And that little chicken, Gladys, was like, you cut it out. She was a little freshy, but Meg managed to get her under her. And at this point, thank goodness, it's getting to be nighttime, so it's getting cold. And Gladys made one more last escape and was running all over the inside of the little barn going, look at me, look at me. I mean, seriously, like a naughty little two-year-old. It was it was really funny. She was just being a rascal. Meg, just let her do it. At this point, Meg was like, you know what? You're going to get cold. Watch. And so it did. It started getting cold. And you could just see Gladys was like, okay, fine. You win. 
in, plod, 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 hops into the dog carrier and starts to go over to Meg to go under her wing. And of course, Meg pecks her. She's like, you get under there, you little naughty pants. Finally, everybody was in there. And if you watch the video on YouTube, it's pretty cool because you hear Meg purrs, a chicken that purrs. It's so cool. She makes this kind of like, goes on and on and on purring. It's almost like she's singing her babies a little song to calm them down. And they do. They calm down. The whole night, of course, I'm dreaming about chickens and coyotes and raccoons and everything in the world happening to those babies. I wake up in the morning. I go out there. I think, oh my gosh, probably Gladys is going to be like laying there flat in the cold, frozen, and stiff. She is not. There is Gladys. There is Francis happily pecking away in their little bowl of baby food. And there's Meg sitting behind like this smug little smile. I mean, honestly, she did have a smug little smile on her face. Oh, I did it. And I did it my way. (laughs) And all day, they were lovely, lovely. There was no pecking. Meg was talking to them all day in different voices. You could hear her purr. She did a trill. She did a very strong prok prok. And they knew immediately what she wanted and would get to it. It was really, really interesting and really, really cool to watch. It was just a lot. Will I do it again? Hmm. Probably. Don't tell anybody. I would not have three-day-old chickens. I would find myself some nice little one-day-old chickens. Otherwise, no, 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 no. That is life on the -the over-the-moon little farm. The marvel of my ordinary life. Holy moly. Don't forget, watch those YouTube videos, you all. They're super funny, I think. Maybe it's just me. There's a bunch of videos there that you might enjoy. The world of chicken drama. See you later. Bye.